Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest guided tour through the junk drawer of John Sung's brain. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, that, uh, that's me. Yes, it's true. I'm that guy. You are. Um, welcome back to the show, and please welcome back Kelly, our esteemed guest host. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hi. Um, Kelly, what's, what's new in your life? Um, I gave a talk last night about whales and doom, and it was awesome. Oh? Uh, if you've been thinking about pissing off any whales, don't. <laughs> it's not a good idea. I, I wasn't planning on it, but yeah. that is, that is good. To, what kind of whales? Wait, sperm whales. Oh, it Yeah, sense. it turns yeah. if you're if you're hunting them, they get angry, mm. and then bad things happen, and then somebody writes a book about it, and he calls it Moby Dick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, and, and how are you? I am excellent. Um, I have I just returned uh, from a brief road trip down to L.A. Marvelous. to um, go see. Um, I have this crowd of friends where, like, basically, like every weekend that is possible, like they go to this one mall in Century City. Um, I think it's I think that's where it is. And they we um, they get drunk and then go see like a whatever movie is is out and. Um, there was special affinity in this group for the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. So um, I was like, you know what? I think I can actually make it down there for that. And so a friend of mine and I, we drove down uh, just to see th- this movie and, like, get drunk with everybody. And, like, we rented a... We got a motel room, and then we just... We came back the next... More, like, I spent about 20 hours in L.A. Um, it was it was great. That's <laughs> actually really great. <laughs> it was it was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, so that was that was me and my weekend, and it was yeah, it was good times. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Do you suppose it is time to introduce our guest? I think it. I think it must be. Maya, would you like to say hello? Hello, I'm Maya. I'm the special guest star of today's episode. Yes. Yes. Very, very excited. Likewise. Yes. I also would like to point out that I have avoided so far in all of my 35 years on Earth um, reading Moby Dick. Oh yeah, you can you can avoid avoid that indefinitely. I have been to at least it's one, if not enjoyable. more, gay bars named Moby Dick. Oh yes. Oh, and they should be because like that book is practically gay porn. Yeah, <laughs> parts of it are. I mean, there's just this, <laughs> yeah. this whole thing about there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of passages about sperm in there, and it's like ostensibly whale oil, but you're like, you're not really talking about whale oil. It's like air quotes whale oil. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't go to gay bars that much, which is kind of a shame, actually. Yeah, I know. But I feel like I should go to more, too. Well, after the Lexington closed, which was the lesbian bar in San Francisco, yeah. I feel like now I can only go to gay bars, which is fine, but it's not really... None of the men there want to want to date me. It's very... I know. It's so odd. It really... Well, it's not odd. I mean, I just... We're odd. Oh. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But the gay ones are so much cuter. I know. Other than John, John is adorable. No, I, John, of course. Well, yes. thank terribly, you. Yes. terribly, terribly. You know, I, 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 you know, it's true. I should also, at this point, take a moment to say that I met John because he married my best friend. <laughs> and so, not only do I actually think he's adorable, I'm contractually obligated to say that he. <laughs> oh, is that's adorable. true. Yeah, you are. I am. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's me. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> do, do.
For those of you who are new to the show, what's happening is that I've been writing down every stray idea that I've had for literally the past decade and done nothing with them. So it's time to throw them out into the world for somebody else to pick up and run with. And the way I've chosen to do that is by simply showing the vast archive to my friends and letting them root through it to see what is what. Uh, And we have given the archive to Maya this week. And I believe Maya may have an idea or two that she would like to discuss with us. I do. I was thrilled to look at the archive, and I have several that I want to discuss. But I feel like we should start, since we were just talking about gay bars, we should start with disco balls under streetlights. Yes. I I just think that people should start doing that. Where, like, you know, yeah, streetlights, you know, the ones that just that hang over... You know, the, the the I would love to see what happens if people just decide to hang disco balls under them and just bring a little extra magic into the world. Now, granted, I I do feel like there might be a problem from like a safe driving perspective. Oh, right, mm. where the light might get reflected directly into somebody's eyes and cause an issue. That that could be a thing. Well, we're about to have self-driving cars, though. It's true. Right, that's true. I actually think there is some kind of installation in the Castro. It's not quite a disco ball, but there, like, there's something under the street lights that casts pretty sparkling lights on the street. Ah. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's officially sanctioned by any public entity or if it's just somebody was like, you know what, the Castro needs more sparkly lights. Huh. Which, um, it's, it's, and it's true, and it's glor- it it's a magical experience. I mean, the world more need, needs more sparkly lights. That's true. But yes. this also reminds me of those uh, dance parties that people have been having outside of evil politicians' houses. <laughs> I did not know about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to remember which politicians they've done it to other than, I think, the current vice president. Um, we shall not speak his name. True. But yes, whenever they come out with, I think, anti-gay policy, they have big dance, gay dance parties outside of their houses. Oh my gosh. That's that incredible. is so good. Yeah. And I really feel like disco balls would only help. Yes. This. That's amazing. Yeah. That is really great. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I, I wish now that like the disco ball could be used as a, like something akin to a bat signal where like... It's it, you know what I mean. Where like if if you see the disco ball, like you know to follow it and go wherever it leads mm-hmm. to a place where you might be needed. Right. But I don't know how to make that happen because it is a radiant light source, right? Mm-hmm. And so like maybe we should have deployable disco balls. It's like they're somehow hidden in the streetlights, and at times of need they can drop they just down. Pod. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like it just—you could just designate an assembly point when you see the disco ball has been deployed. Mm. You, you, you know, just go to like the Castro Theater. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! I see it. Yes. Okay. Right. Like right. if you see the disco ball, it's like oh, it's time. We got to go it's do time a thing. To go. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, it's like you a could... gay warning system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's silent, uh, but you know, but but it's got there's the visual aspect of it, which, mm-hmm. huh? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, all right. We should pilot test this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's, like, an audio equivalent for blind people. That... You can just... Yeah. I don't even know. That's uh, yeah. Thing. Early Madonna. That's... Yeah. Kylie Minogue. Oh, yeah. Also good. <laughs> Brilliant. Judy Garland. Oh. oh yeah. Over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um, let's go in a completely different direction and say science show for advanced nerds. Okay. 
here's what that is, is that I feel like we are in an age now where there are a lot of, like, shows uh, that, are, that are either of the kind of, like, that are, like, on YouTube and, and, you know, or on TV that were sort of, like, they're explaining science to people, and that's great, but I already know about science, mm-hmm. and I would like uh, a show or a channel that is sort of, like, a level up that is, like, dedicated to, like, explaining some of the more, like, the highlighting and, like, talking about some of the more esoteric aspects that already assumes a baseline, a certain baseline level of scientific literacy mm-hmm. so that, you know, like, I... Because I bet there's a bunch of interesting shit out there that I would love to know about that nobody's doing because they think it's too advanced for us. Yeah. Oh, so like Cosmos version 2. Yeah. 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 But, you know, stuff like there's, you know, things I'm sure in cellular biology or really anything, right? Where it's sort of just like there have been some interesting strides uh, and here's what's up. Uh, Yeah. But like. Explained in a way where, well, like they don't have to go all the way down to basics, you know. Yeah. The cell is the building block of the block. Like, listen, like it's fine. Just talk to me about RNA transcription. Like, we can do this. Something like that. I was just having a conversation with somebody Sunday about about like how he wished there were more serious science podcasts. Ha. And I was, he was asking me if I knew of any, and I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> um, I think you should do one. Uh, yeah, I'm completely unqualified. I'm like, I could do, I could do like a popular science podcast because I am way better at dumbing things down than I am at actually explaining them. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like there's there's a there's a market for that. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just. Somebody out there, just make this happen. Yeah. And for the record, I, you do explain things very well. I, I'm not able to explain things without cussing a lot, though. And that's... I mean, like, it might work. <laughs> that's... Uh, but, you know... That, I, am, I think that's fine. Yeah, am, clean language is not a requirement for this show. <laughs> no. Excellent. I think it's not a requirement for podcasting, either. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah, that's true. For being on public tra- television. Yeah. Maybe. I would not be able to do this on I do like this idea, though. I mean, I think it could get... A lot of traction. I do. I like science shows a lot. Yes. But they do kind of start to say the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. 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 I also feel like they're often, and this is a slight tangent, but they're often sort of already talking to people who are converted about certain things. If I watch another nature show that talks about how we have to protect our environment. Uh, yeah, I know. Yes. I know. It's like, no, no, watching. no. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, if I wasn't, if I didn't think that protecting our environment was important, do you think I would watch nature shows? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things where they're like, okay, no, and, and evolution is extremely important and a real thing. And I'm like, I, no, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe and that. It, and it bums me out that there are still people that they have to convince about that, but I'm, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, no, no, I got it. I got it. No, I'm with you already. Yeah. 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 I do have to admit, I stopped watching Planet Earth when there were some tiny little penguin chicks that died. It was too sad for me. <laughs> it, wasn't about, it wasn't about conservation of the environment. I was just really yep. sad. Yep. Planet Earth does not necessarily pull its punches. I like, know. And David Attenborough, he like lulls you into a false sense of I know. security. You just I know. trust and him. Like, everything is fine until... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's and really then the horror begins. Yeah, I just rewatched Jurassic Park, and the the guy in Jurassic Park, his his character's name is John Hammond, but the actual actor is oh yeah, it's, is uh, David Attenborough's brother, right? And I couldn't figure out why I was like just inclined to love him and trust him. <laughs> I realized he sounds just like David Attenborough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's going to take a long time for me to get over this sad little dead penguin chicks. Yeah. 
they froze. It's yeah. Awful. Oh, it's oh. awful. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Uh, sometimes it's awful. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have talked about it. No, that's uh, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> this also is a podcast that pulls no punches. All right. Yeah. People listening to this, be careful. <laughs> Next time you hear David Attenborough, just be careful. Just don't trust him. No. What's next? Um, how about kittens for hire, since we've been talking about animals? This one, I have to say, does seem kind of self-explanatory. Yes, it's true. Uh, it's, it's okay. The... Um, there are, there have been a few days now, right, where Uber does that thing where like mm-hmm. if you, yes, Uber, right, yeah. and you can just and they show up and there's kittens. So clearly there is a market for it, yeah, because that shit gets overwhelmed instantly. Mm-hmm. Like there should be a service that is just that all the time, every day, mm-hmm. where like you can just hit a button and somebody will bring you a kitten, uh, and you can play with that kitten. And so like, okay, so for this, I feel like maybe. Uh, I mean, do kittens travel well? Is the thing. I think it depends on the kitten. It does. You okay. you are. I would like to point out allergic to cats. That's true. Well, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that. But well, I mean, look, I, I I I I make these ideas. I'm not necessarily the end consumer. You are things. truly selfless yeah. to come up with an idea that you yourself have cannot partake. But so, like, I mean, it's the kind of thing where, yeah, like you, it's you you pay perhaps in ten minute chunks mm-hmm. you know where it's like i'll pay for 20 minutes of kitten time or 10 minutes and maybe there's like a price break uh at uh, or is it five i don't i don't know i don't know how i don't know i'm just like i'm was just off on a tangent in my head about like how much do you have to pay for this to actually support itself i'm, I'm like assuming you're getting the kittens from a shelter yes and then you you know you've got to like pay the shelter people and like hopefully you end up raising some money for the shelter, which would be amazing. Mm. But um, what happens when they turn into cats? Because that is the problem with kittens. Right. Well, there's a, I, I, I mean, like, ideally, all of the kittens would be adoptable. Right, yes. Because there's always, like, a surplus of kittens at the shelter. Yes. So you could also, like, take home your kitten, which in that case, mm-hmm. I think you would not have to pay the kitten fee. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. But then people would adopt kittens out of a desire to save money. I think that for this one... <laughs> The, that is false economy. Uh, the, I think what happens is like you you pay like you you know you open the app like kitten now, uh, and um, and you just you know and you're like I and it asks you how long you want your kitten for and then you know it's connected to your credit card so you just get it and then the kitten appears within a certain amount of time and you get to cuddle the kitten and then um, it probably tells you which kitten you got right like right, this and they all have really obnoxiously cute names like yeah. rainbow sprinkles yeah. yeah. Because if if you decide you want to adopt that kitten, you have to go to the shelter at the end of the day and be like, I spent some quality time with Rainbow Sprinkles this afternoon. I think that we are meant to be pals. Yeah, and have like a cooling off period. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 kittens on demand. Kitten now. Mm-hmm. Kitten now. Okay. Kitten now. I, I, I mean, that, that name is up for is up for. Um, it's better than what I had, which was pay for pussy. So you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> Never apologize for that. This is not a family show. That was glorious. Um, that sounds good. I am a little bit concerned about what would happen to the grown-up cats, though. Well, no. Right. I mean, at a certain point, the kittens age out of the program. Right? Maybe and they go to cat cafes. Well, right. Well, no, no, no. well, that's the thing is they would be like super well socialized. Right. By that so time. then we could also have a chain of cat cafes. It could begin yeah. now, and then they could grow up to go to cat cafes. Well, the, the supply true. of cats comes from shelters. 
right? So shelters know what to do with cats. We don't have to worry about what to do with the cats. Our our job as kittennow.com is to simply <laughs> deliver kittens to users and then take those kittens back from users and bring them back to the shelter at the end of the day. I, you know, that's really is... just a kitten library. Yes. Yeah, I don't know though because I feel like Yes, it is absolutely true that shelters have kittens, but yes. I also feel like if we're creating kitten demand, yes. that is going to put pressure on the kitten supply chain. And oh. so we do need to understand where all these cats are going to go. That could be true. Do you think people are going to start like breeding cats for kitten now? That it, seems it could be a thing. That doesn't seem... I am under the impression that there is like a vast supply of kittens that are always in need of homes and that it, this supply is constantly being regenerated by cats that just people find and kittens like they just kittens yeah. kind of basically condense out of the ether and, <laughs> right I mean that's, that, that's I what think happens. that is how that works cats yeah. are mostly phlogiston and so um, like they are definitely unstable particles <laughs> and so like uh uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I I don't know anything about how the math of this works because I've never had to like. We should probably You've talk never had to, to a, start a kitten business. Business exactly. We should probably t- like talk to a couple of cat shelters. Yeah, maybe they would have hard numbers for. Yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, they would. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I I don't think that it's part, it, it is necessarily part of our business model to have to deal with what happens to a kitten if nobody adopts it and it grows up to become a cat. The shelter knows what to do with that. I don't know. That just seems very internet bro. Not that you are an internet bro, but it just seems very internet bro. Because we... We need to have vertical integration, which is why we need to start cat cafes to go with our kittens. uh, There are existing cat cafes with whom Kitten Now could develop relationships. True, but there are not... Let's just point out there are not enough cat cafes. That's true. I mean, like, I can think of, like, one in San Francisco. And there's, I think, one in Oakland. So, I mean, also... There just needs to be more cat cafes in the world. That is entirely possible as well. Yeah. So I feel like that is also an untapped market. That, that's you know what when when kitten now when we when we hit Sand Hill Road we will we will build that into into the pitch deck. Okay. Our series B funding goes for the cat cafes. Yes. All right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> what what's next? Next is flirt school. Okay. Which seems related to kittens, though I'm not entirely clear how, other than people who like kittens and people who flirt seem like they're the same group. Do mm-hmm. you... Is the, Are there notes for that? Um, there is one. It says, there's a market for awkward internet people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because... The, okay, so there's people who, are, who primarily exist on the internet, mm-hmm. and... You know, uh, want to have some human contact at some point with a person they find attractive, but um, oftentimes they don't know how to do it. Well, they should go to the Moby Dick bar. That's. The- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there is a certain level of of like just social. I'm not going to say like actual like like clinical anxiety, but just like your know, everyday level of social anxiety yeah. is difficult to overcome, especially if you're trying to flirt with somebody. So I think that there should be a, a, a I mean, like I call it flirt school. What I really mean is kind of like an, a safe environment in which to practice your flirting with somebody to just sort of like see how you do. And, and that person could give you some honest feedback yeah. about, you know, like how you, and then, you know, like you just kind of go from there. I do feel like you're going to need a lot of instructors for this. Yes. Because 
what works on one person is not going to work on someone else. That is also true. So you, I feel like you need you need a lot of feedback from a lot of different people. I yeah. agree. And I'm a terrible flirt. I'm a horrible, horrible flirt. I, so yeah. I think that this would be great, but I'm not an awkward person on the internet. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, that was just one market segment. Clearly there are many people who I think would, would benefit from, from flirt school, or who think they would benefit from flirt school even, you know. This actually makes me feel like this could be a, like a correspondence course, like an online course or something where you like, where you Skype in and you're like, you're really too nervous to leave your house, <laughs> but you can, you can just call in and work on this with somebody huh. and then go hide the under first, a bed. That could definitely be the first step before yeah. we move on to in-person meetings. Yeah. At the cat cafes. Yeah, just... <laughs> Baby steps. Yes. Very true. Also, yeah. yes. Meeting at the cat cafe? Great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you could teach a lot of kind of like, you know, babies first first flirting, first first date techniques, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like here's here are some things that you can try. Right. I've been on some terrible first dates. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people I've been on first dates with and they could definitely use some flirt. Flirt school at first date academy. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is a whole, this is a whole school here. I think, definitely, many many different levels. I feel like they have these sorts of things, but they're all super nasty. Like how to pick up women, right? In exactly. They're like how to how to be disgusting and terrible. The pickup right. artist milieu. That's yes, just so is that, that yeah. is what it's yeah, called. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pickup artist yeah. that, and that, then like and that. then like the rules on the other side, which I think is probably terribly dated because that was probably like twenty years ago. But still, still, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This would be this would be like actual dating for humans. Yeah. Actual dating for humans. Actual dating for humans who want to like each other at the end of it. Uh, you know. Yeah. Novel idea. <laughs> that does seem to be a very novel idea. Yeah. And who don't think that people are disposable. Right. Yeah. Also, hard to find, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some some re I think yeah uh, 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 some some kind of program that helps to readjust people after they've lived. In environments like San Francisco for too long, because there there are some I feel like tech specific dating problems. Oh, there are uh, yes, yeah. And yes. so like yeah, as there, you've dated people in tech, there are some tech specific <laughs> dating problems. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I I don't know I don't I mean that's the thing is I don't pretend to have the solutions either. So like this is a, this is yeah yeah yeah. To me, the whole like swiping right, swiping left thing is so upsetting to me. I am so glad that I got out of the dating game before Tinder appeared. Yeah, because it just seems terrifying. It's unbelievably awful. It's horrible. It's just so awful. It's like heart wrenching. Yeah, it's terrible. And I don't want to swipe anybody because I get like, I know paralyzed. I'm like, oh, I don't want to reject you. What if you're a really nice person? Yes. And then, well, you might be cute, but what if you're a total douche because you think you're cute? Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, I had a friend who just apologized to everyone that she, you know, rejected on Tinder. Just like <laughs> she was just like swiping, going, "Sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry." Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> no, really. Oh. No, it's very, very hard. I yeah. Anyone? I was I was much more heartless. <laughs> I think Tinder is is mostly a sophisticated experiment to measure how much nope there is in the universe. There's a lot. There's a lot. I of feel nope. like entropy leads towards nope. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, Kelly and I would be happy to date you as long as you're not on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. If you are, maybe not. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that we have reached that part of the podcast where it's time to 
uh, go with uh, either an idea that our guest has long held, which uh, she would like to put out into the world, or a terrible recommendation on any of our parts. Does anybody have any of those things? I have a terrible recommendation. Go for it. So a terrible recommendation that I have is going to 3D movies when drunk. Ooh. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, that sounds bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. If you were thinking that was a good idea, you were wrong. What movie was it? Um, It was Avatar. Oh. And that was terrible. It was not the first time I saw it. Yes. And it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, does not... It's really, really so, bad. That does not sound nice. No. So don't do that, people. Let's okay. at home. All right. Very good. Excellent. Um, that, I think that'll do. I can be found online on Twitter and Instagram as Ferocious J, the word ferocious, the letter J. I'm pretty much just on Instagram as Enthusiosity. Oh, I suppose I'm on Twitter, actually. (laughs) I forgot. I don't use it very often. You don't have to be. Okay, I am. It's my only social media. I am at Maya Philipson. Outstanding. Uh, this podcast is available pretty much anywhere that you listen to them. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, whatever platform you are using, do please consider leaving us a lovely review uh, and uh, a nice rating, whatever it is that that platform happens to use, as it helps more people discover us and increases the chances of one of these ideas actually getting used someday by somebody out there. And remember, if you have heard an idea that you like and you want to do it, please do. I would just like credit. I would like a cut. Yeah, I want all the money. Do 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 do.